Hello everyone and welcome to the one year anniversary of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kelly, a year later. A year later. We've done this for a year now. Woo! I, it's kind of surreal. It doesn't feel like it's, it feels like it's been a couple weeks. Yeah. Like we started this like last Tuesday or something. I know. And then did 49 episodes in that time. No, it's, it's, I'm, uh, thank you everybody for sticking with us. That That's the only reason we're still here. Otherwise yes. we'd just be shooting our voices out into the universe to be heard by nothing. <laughs> Otherwise we'd just be like talking and interacting normally. Yeah, I guess we could just like get lunch once a week if that was the case. Right. Do you want to start getting lunch instead? Yeah. Well, yeah, we've done this for a year already. I feel like, you know, we put in I'm our time. Hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we got a lot to cover. We have a lot of news. We have some reviews. Um, Kelly got a very exciting review coming, so get ready for that. <laughs> and then we have a fun little game at the end of the episode. For the year anniversary. So uh, you ready to jump right in, Kelly? Yeah, let's get into it. So Phil Spencer, head of Xbox Gaming, I guess it's Microsoft Gaming, head of Xbox, has now confirmed that Microsoft will recognize Ravensoft's new QA union after the Activision acquisition. This is really exciting news because it's this union is already a huge deal because there's very little unionization in the video game industry. Um, and this is a, a very new, very exciting triumph for those. And it is definitely it definitely was a possibility that after this acquisition, Microsoft could stamp it out and undo this great progress. So it's exciting to hear that they are prepared to support this union after the acquisition has gone through. Right. And and really the, the important thing is that this demonstrates the precedent for other studios, other employees, other groups um, to be able to do this too. And now there's precedent that this group's being recognized, so we should be recognized too. <clears throat> yeah, and if Microsoft is willing to recognize it, Microsoft, one of the biggest corporations in the world, realistically, with enough get-go, you're probably any group should probably be able to pull this off, which is very exciting for the future of the industry. Indeed. Indubitably. Undoubtedly. Unforgettably. I thought you were going to... I was waiting for one of these words to be a transition. No. But then you just kept saying words. <laughs> no transitions here, folks. Uh, we've been doing this for a year. I have truly run the well dry. Um, I have no idea how to go from one news story to the next successfully anymore. I mean, we are, I think we're probably legally professionals at this now because I think, does professional mean you have to like make a full living or does it just mean that you have to have done it well and for a long time? I think there needs to be some level of accreditation. We have that. Our audience credits us. Sure. Both our names are in the title. That's, That's true. That's credit, right? Yeah. Sure. Anyway, we're professionals. <laughs> but but all professionals suck at transitions. There's not a single good... Have you ever heard of somebody make a good transition in a podcast? Yeah, myself. Just now. When I say the PSVR 2 will officially launch with more than 20 games. 
That's 20 launch games. Whatever wow. that means. Uh, so the PSVR 2, the uh, sequel, the follow-up, the, <laughs> the Much son, anticipated follow-up. The child of the PSVR um, is set to release with more than 30. I mean, I'm sorry, more than you 20. Just changed the number. Launched game. I know, isn't that funny? I'm really like <laughs> promising something here for them. Um, they said it'll be both first and third party titles. Um, and they said that they are spending a considerable amount of money um, to secure this pipeline of content, which to me is very funny because it's like, of course it's a considerable, considerable amount of money. It's always a considerable amount of money. What does that even mean? A considerable amount of money to me is like 60 bucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think they're just trying to like get credit. They're like, please give us credit for doing this. Yes. They also announced a, oh, um, well, I guess this kind of ties into the next story. Um, but they also announced that one of the uh, launched games for the PSVR 2 is going to be a Horizon game called Horizon Call of the Mountain from Gorilla. Oh no, it's from Gorilla and uh, Fire Spike. Do you want to make fun of it? called Horizon Call of the Mountain. Do you want to make fun of it again? Because last time we brought up that game, you were really mean about its title. Call of the Mountain. What did I say? I think you just said it was incredibly generic, like one of the most generic titles you'd ever heard. It's very generic. Um, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, maybe it means something to people who've played Horizon. It doesn't. <laughs> okay, then it's stupid. I. It's just funny because saying a number of games is not exciting. Seeing the content is what matters. So maybe we'll talk about that more later, though. Um, but you maybe brought up so. Horizon. <clears throat> uh, did. Your favorite video game of all time, right? Yeah, I've played it a thousand times. Yes, maybe not. Okay, so Kelly hasn't played Horizon. I'm sorry. I just got to out you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's Sony... Fine. Uh, Sony has been on a roll with announcements this week. They announced that they are working on a Gran Turismo television series, a Horizon series coming from Netflix, and the official confirmation of the God of War series coming from Amazon. Um, so two-thirds of this makes some sense to me because it's about people. And then there's the car one. <laughs> what is that gonna be I imagine it will be uh, like a Fast and Furious kind of thing not not Fast and Furious now but like Fast and Furious like the first few movies okay because wasn't isn't GT's whole thing about being like really grounded in reality which is yeah. fun when you're playing it but I, at that point you're just watching NASCAR <laughs> <laughs> I had a um, when I was younger we had a PS a PlayStation one and my dad had a wheel accessory for it because he had Gran Turismo and a NASCAR game. And I would prefer if this show let it was like, since it's on going to be on Netflix, it was like that black mirror special they did where you can make your own choices. But instead of that, it just like lets you drive the car if you have a wheel accessory. So just the, so just the game. <laughs> <laughs> you just described the game. You know what I always say, work harder, not smarter. 
<laughs> That's what you're doing right now. <laughs> I um, am not excited about this news because uh, I don't think video game to TV adaptations are always the smartest, especially in live action settings. I think a Horizon animated show could have been really cool, but as a live action product, I'm a little less interested. Um, we already talked so much about the God of War series that I don't want to I don't want to beat that dead horse or dead centaur, if you will. That was good. Uh, but I'm just going to reiterate, the Gran Turismo show sounds real stupid to me. <laughs> I don't, unless it's just like a drama about somebody like racing, like a racer, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm James, the racer, but I suffer uh, family drama at home, which makes racing more difficult for me. There. So so be interested in me. There is also a woman who at one point will be my love interest. Yes, but no, it won't does, go well in this season. No, she does not have a character arc. She does not race. My thing is, I wish, and this is, I feel like we talk about this as these announcements come. I wish these video game adaptations were more like, oh, these actors are working on this project together where it's like you hear about it like eight years ago and nothing ever comes to fruition. But for some reason, it seems that every single video game adapt adaptation has been successfully done. Not done well, but done. Like the Halo show, we were like, that's never, it happened. And it was bad. The Last of Us show, it's happening. There's, there's, pr there's pictures, it's happening. You know, it's like these things just happen. And it's like, why couldn't they just not happen? You know what I mean? Why couldn't they be like, oh, well, we thought we would try it, but uh, we decided it was a waste of money. I mean, Uncharted made huge money at the box office, so, like, they're going to keep doing it. That's what's annoying. I know. Um, I want to I wanna do a quick speed round here, Kelly. Don't okay. think, just answer. Okay. Who is going to play Kratos? Don't think, just answer. The Rock. <laughs> Who is going to play Aloy? Emma Stone. Who is going to play James, the Gran Turismo driver? The Paul Blart. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, that implies that that you, is far enough into the forefront of your consciousness. You said, don't think. <laughs> yeah, which means you were actively thinking about Paul Blart recently. You know what's funny is I really was about to say Tom Holland. But for some reason, the only name that my brain could conjure was Paul Blart, Mall Cop. Not a real person, mind you. A movie that I have not seen in, like, probably more than 10 years. I think I saw it in theaters. I think I did, too. What a concept. It's not 10 years old, is it? I think it's over 10 years old. I can't remember. I think I hey, saw Google, it Google, how old is Paul Blart, Mall Cop? I don't have a Hey Google in here, so. Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 came out in 2015. That doesn't help me. I'm going to say... 2009. 13 years ago. Wow. Do you want to watch it? Do we want to do like a watch along where we watch it live on Twitch and people <laughs> watch it with us? You know what's funny is um, I don't want to talk about any other podcasts on ours because I don't want anybody to leave us. Is it a video game podcast? No. Then talk about it. The McElroys, the McElroy brothers, oh. they have a whole podcast where every year they watch Paul Blart together. I kind of want to watch it now. <laughs> we have so much video game news to talk about, and I am literally just 
hitting the right arrow button on the Google image search for mall cop. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Holy crap. He gets like a, a really crazy futuristic, uh, what are those things called with the wheels? Segway? He gets a really crazy looking. Like, how? How? On earth? It's like cyberpunk Segway. Good for him. Does he get the one, the one ring to rule over them all? Yeah, I'm going to stop looking at Paul Blart. You can use your transition. Go ahead. Precious. <laughs> um, so that little game, that little Gollum game we were talking about maybe two weeks ago where we were both like, nah, it's not happening. Oh, yeah, um, we did make fun of it. We did. We said, we'll see you next year, Gollum game. Well, we may be eating crow. Because it's supposed to come out on the 1st of September. Now, I thought this was interesting because this news came with nothing. Yep. Just a announcement. Well, did you need a trailer? I would have loved a trailer. Even a still? I would have loved a still. Even a voice line. <sighs> nothing. I don't know, Kelly. This they is said, so concerning. It's so weird. It's so weird that they're like, it's coming out September 1st. Let me just let you guys all know. June is so soon for all of us. It's tomorrow. And yet, and yet, we have not seen hide nor hair of his little bald head, of his little wrinkly skin. To I, me, this is concerning. Yeah, and also, so this came along with the news that the Switch version got delayed, and I heard that, and I said... The, the what version? <laughs> this game's coming to Switch? And like we're at that point where like I love Nintendo. I love my Switch. If I hear that a big game is coming to Switch, I am worried about that game. Yeah. It's like the same thing with the Harry Potter game where I'm like, ooh, that coming to Switch is a weird concern. Yeah. And the fact that they're not <clears throat> even showing gameplay, I think this might come out a little messy. Yeah, something bad is happening. <laughs> Something bad is brewing in that cauldron, in the lava of Mordor. It's not going to be good, probably, but hey, uh, maybe it'll be game of the year. It'll be the new Elden Ring. <laughs> I am so confused about this game, what it's going to be, how it's going to play, why this is happening. Um, so I really look forward to whatever is about to happen on September 1st with the uh, yeah. Gollum video game. I don't want to be like rude or pessimistic, but like... Sometimes watching gaming failures is fun, and I, have, <laughs> I just have a feeling this is going to be like a self-inflicted wound by Warner Brothers. It's Warner Brothers, right? I don't even know. To I'm me, I'm not even going to research. To me, this coupled with the show, I'm just not sure what's going on. Is that out in September? Is that it's why the they're day, doing this? It's the day after. It's September 2nd. So maybe they're trying to capitalize and it wasn't going to be done no matter when they released it. Yeah, who knows? Um, well, if you don't want to play Gollum on your Nintendo Switch, three days prior, you'll have the option to instead play Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And just to be clear, this is not the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 that you have the option to play now on any platform you feel like. This is the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Three days prior? Yeah. 
Don't you mean oh, a month later? October is <laughs> wait. Hang on. October comes after September. If you don't, okay, let's just reboot. All right. If you don't want to play Gollum, then twenty eight days and a month also later. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's still wrong. Yeah. No. One month plus twenty eight days is October twenty eighth, right? Wouldn't it? No, because Sep- each month is different. It, some months have 30 days and some days have 31 Okay. Days. About two months after Gollum comes out, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, <laughs> the new one, not the old one. I'm not, I can't redo my bit. I don't even remember what I said. Uh, it Anyway, it comes out October 28th on PlayStation 4 or 5, PlayStation Xbox One, Play, wait, <laughs> I mean Xbox One. We're doing great here, guys. <laughs> You really threw me off. I'm sorry. It's coming to most major platforms um, October 28th. Are you excited? I'm confused. Why? Didn't they just Modern... remake this game? Am I crazy? Well, so they did a remaster of Modern Warfare 2. Oh, okay. okay, okay. This is a, a new game. Oh, but it's still Com- called 2. Yes. Okay. Are they going to have the... Okay, so I played this game a long time ago. Um, I played the story mode. Um, and I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. Um, that won't be there. Yeah. Um, I did uh, really like the guy in the skeleton mask who's on uh, a lot of the main marketing. I had a crush on him. I think he was British. Are you, Do you still have a crush on him? Depends. Well, I guess you'll find out in October. October 28th. Just w- one a month before. <laughs> three days before the column. That wasn't a bit. I legitimately was like, wow, that's crazy. It's <laughs> within three days of each other. It's It's... You're just in a sort of like time loop, Morbius strip. Death loop. Of time. I'm in a death loop. It's morbid time. Sorry. That's not funny. Please, please delete that. Please delete any trace of me saying that from the internet. Uh, I think I lost you for a minute, uh, which is a real shame because that means (laughs) if you ask me to cut anything, I won't be able to. (laughs) <laughs> how unfortunate for me <laughs> <laughs> um so it was funny two weeks ago maybe more uh time doesn't like we discussed time is in a sort of weird flux state with us both no we're um, just stupid just say it <laughs> a few weeks ago we talked about what games we thought were going to be delayed and what games we thought we were going to release on time uh replaced which was that uh very cool looking pixelated action dark action game and we were both like oh yeah this is going to come out in time well it's not um, <laughs> it's oh. been delayed to 2023 um, unfortunately the main reason is that or the main reason that the developer um, what's it called I don't know what the developer is called sad cat that sounds right coat sink thunderful there's three logos on the on the graphic. Um, anyway, unfortunately, they Sad Cat Studios um, are located in Ukraine and Belarus, and obviously, there's a lot going on over there right now. Um, so instead of you know pushing for this game to come out, they're they're like, you're just gonna have to wait till next year, which is pretty reasonable, yeah. a pretty reasonable uh, excuse or reason. I should say a pretty reasonable reason. Sounds stupid when I say it like that. Um, no. It 
You don't sound stupid, Kelly. Is justified. I have never once sounded stupid on this show. No. I can't think of a single time. Anyway. So that's that. Well, I don't even know what to say. Because, like, I'm disappointed, but this is, like, one of those reasons where I'm like, I'm not going to dwell on it because it is 100% for the best. And I'm glad that they're focusing on their team's well-being first and not pushing this game out at maximum speed. Right. But I guess we'll see more probably in the coming months. Hopefully it's not too late into 2023, but I'll wait as long as it takes. And I hope the team remains safe and taken care of. Yes. So the biggest reveal of the week debatably no i think it's pretty definitive the biggest reveal of the week was a game star wars jedi survivor sequel to jedi fallen order it was announced it's coming out for ps5 series x and pc in 2023 and we caught a glimpse of it in a new trailer uh that basically covers it but what were your thoughts on the trailer kelly it's very beautiful um, I don't know if you've experienced this feeling. I'm really, really Star Wars out right now. Oh, Kelly, I I haven't watched much Star Wars content in a long time. I played that Lego Star Wars game for the show a little bit ago, but like that kind of doesn't count because it's Legos. I tried the new Obi-Wan series, and I really love Ewan McGregor, so I was like, I'm going to watch this, and I'm going to like it. And this isn't a movie podcast, but I watched one episode and I was just like, all right, I'm done. I don't, I don't really, I feel like Star Wars is just such a commodity these days that I don't really care. It's just exhausting. It's like, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe how I feel. I think the game, the trailer was nice. I mean, obviously it's like a story trailer and it's a cinematic trailer, so you don't really you don't get a full, like, robust vision of the game. Um, but I know that a lot of people liked Fallen Order. Um, I know that it was kind of the game that saved Dragon Age retroactively. Um, right, because so Dragon I, Age was going to be multiplayer. Yeah, so I do have to uh, pay my respects in that regard. Um I don't know. It's hard for me to be excited about anything Star Wars right now because I just feel like a lot of the life has been sapped out of Star Wars just because it's like so. It's like, boom, here's a show. Boom, here's a show. Boom, here's a show. Um, It's just in all the shows, it's like, oh, you know this guy? Uh, You know this guy, too. It's like it's just kind of becoming like the cameo game. Um, I don't also it's so much like extended universe stuff that unless you're deep into it, doesn't really mean much. Right. But... Because I think this guy is, isn't the one with the funny teeth the main villain from the new Star Wars, the new Obi-Wan show? Or do I am I just uh, being prejudiced against people with, like, ash-white faces and lines on their faces? I don't know. But here's my plea to the okay. makers of Star Wars. Jedi Survivor. Any Star Wars content. Oh, okay. The Sith are like never hot. They're always like scary and ugly. And I get it. Like they're supposed to be that way, but it's like, come on. 
You don't think Adam Driver's hot? He's not really a Sith. He's conflicted. Oh. I mean, don't even tie. I we can't. I can't even legally. I can't even talk about Adam Driver, um, because of his uh, restraining order against me. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Just kidding. That's not real. Um, that was a joke. Um, I can legally talk about Adam Driver, but yeah. I will not because I don't. Nobody needs to know the extent. Um, <clears throat> because you hated House of Gucky that much. Yeah, I did. Um, but that's You're- just my plea. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Is like that's all. I guess if you play Knights of the Old Republic, you know what? Let me just be quiet. I just think they need to have hotter villains. Okay. That's all. That's all I say. That's all I say. I'll send this to them directly. Thank you. You're um, welcome. So that was exciting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry. I like that, that we talked way more about hot Siths than the video game. I just can't. I just can't. If anybody's listening and you want to call me out and tell me all of the hot Sith that you know of in the Star Wars universe, please hit my line. Let me know that I'm wrong. Send pics, in please. In excruciating detail. Um, <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm not. Anyway, so there is going to be a PlayStation State of Play coming up, Andrew. Did you know this? <gasps> no. Um, tell me about it. It's going to premiere this Thursday, the 2nd of June, right? Yeah. Yeah. June 2nd um, at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so that's 3 p.m. Pacific. And uh, it's going to be exciting with a focus on third party sneak peeks, reveals, updates, VR titles. <clears throat> yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not trying to like be silent. I just... I want to be pumped, but them specifying that there's not going to be f- probably much of any, if any at all, first party stuff brings it down a little bit. And also, I'm excited to see more about PlayStation VR 2. And like we said earlier in the show, there's 20 plus games coming on launch, so we got to hear something sometime soon. But I feel like that should have been done in a separate thing like a VR broadcast and let this be focused on traditional games. Cause I do fear that this will be like 20 minutes of VR titles with maybe three minutes being interesting and then 10 minutes of other potentially good stuff. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just noifus. <clears throat> I think you might be right. I'll, I think we'll know in a couple sports days. Games maybe. Don't say that. Well, that's so boring. Well, we'll see. Yeah, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about what we expect to see in it later in the episode. Oh. But uh, in the meantime, Kelly, what what'd you play this week? You said you had a really huge review. I do. Probably okay. the biggest review I've ever done. Something wow. very exciting happened today. Me and Andrew speak over video. We record over Google Meet. And for those of you who use Google Chrome, you probably know that when you don't have an internet connection, when you don't have an internet connection, there's a little dinosaur. But you can make him jump. If you press the arrow keys, you can do a little mini game. 
and he's a little jumping dinosaur. Just incredible stuff. So much so that you don't want to get your internet back because you just <laughs> want to be the little dinosaur. Well, Google Meet has incorporated something similar. He is a little robot and he jumps. Um, and he is really incredible to me. Um, so I was playing that. He jumps over cacti. He jumps over laptops. That's all he jumps over. There are pictures of crabs. There are doors that are open. There Wait, are doors that just, are closed. Is it just like the no internet minigame, but with a different character? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But you know what? Don't knock it till you try it because he's a very cute little robot. I mean, the dinosaur's cute too. But at least with the dinosaur, you can duck under birds. Uh, the robot, you cannot duck. Um, you just kind of jump. So, you know, they removed some features, which we hate that. But Yeah, Google, if you're listening, please, please address this. Please. Let me duck. But he does get faster. Are you playing <clears throat> it right now? No. Yes. You look really focused. Oh, you're I playing am. it? Okay. Well, I'll let you continue to play while I do a review, because uh, this is going to be real boring. Oh. No. In all seriousness, I played Triangle Strategy. I think I've talked about this like six times on the show, because it took me a really long time to finally get around to. But I have finished the game. It is a Nintendo Switch exclusive at the moment. It is a 2D HD team game. Same team that brought us Octopath, so it's like pixel art but in 3D environments with full camera control quite often. Very beautiful. I think the visual style is really nice, and I have really come to like this 2D HD style. The combat is a tactics game, so if you've played something like Fire Emblem or XCOM, you'll be familiar with what you're looking at. Uh, I think it's really intricate and demanding, but it isn't difficult to get into. It's simply difficult to succeed, which I think is really interesting. Uh... It was really hard for me playing this game not to constantly compare it to both like Fire Emblem, which is my central tactics experience, and Octopath Traveler, which is their last game. Uh, but by the end of my playthrough, I had I feel like it had completely set itself apart from those two, which is really exciting because I didn't want to just sit here telling you what's different about this compared to Fire Emblem and Octopath. The story is what really surprised me about this game. It was really fantastic it had me gripped really intensely by the end and i think like once i got past past the initial introductory stuff like world building and character introductions it became really really exciting this game is built around choices usually three choices hence triangle <gasps> and the mechanic is that you'll be in a room with your main characters and they'll vote on what decision to make so, like, think about a game like Mass Effect where you have to make, like, a game-altering decision. But instead of it being, do you want to do this or this, and it's two options, it is those two options, and your team of seven people is going to vote on it, and you have to try to sway people to make oh, the vote that you want. That's cool. So it partially <clears throat> depends on, like, your convictions. So, like, what what you have said to people in the past alters your convictions and, like, how much the characters trust you. And also how strong their convictions are, because sometimes there are characters that are like, no, I am making this decision no matter what you say to me. And I think that's really interesting. 
and it allows for a lot of big alterations to the game that kind of feel um, out of your control in the best way possible. Like you're doing everything you can to express control over this world, but they're, it's often the most interesting when you fail. Uh, and there also aren't a, lar a large sum of those big decisions, which I think improves it a lot because it allows them to make them a lot more weighty, a lot more path-altering. Versus if you make decisions every chapter, they can only reasonably do so much with that. I think the game is designed in a way that makes it very replayable. It has a new game plus feature that provides a lot of new gameplay challenges. But it also allows you to try to get those new story choices and see different paths. Uh, the voice acting in this game is really fantastic and it contributed to the characters a lot. I think the characters are probably the best part of this game because they make very real choices. Like I said, they have their own very clear convictions and they don't always align with what you want to do. And that leads to a lot of really interesting writing. So like characters will recommend that you go paths that you maybe as a person ethically disagree with. And then you have to work either accept that you're going down that path because that's what your team wanted to do or do everything that you can to convince the rest of the people involved that this character is incorrect. And I think that's a really interesting way of doing it. Uh, after this game, I played it for 20 hours, and I finished it once. I don't think I'll be playing it again, simply because I have so many things to play, but honestly, if you're interested in the replay value, there's a lot going on here, and you have a lot you could possibly do with it. But I'm now very excited for the 2D HD team their next couple games because we have live alive coming out in july which i was maybe not the most interested in but after playing this i'm a lot more so and their dragon quest 3 remake i was pretty on board after octopath but it had a lot of deep flaws especially in its latter chunk and this game overcomes those and i'm super invested in what i'm going to be playing next from them nice you made me want to play it <clears throat> I think you'd love it because you like tactic games. You know, you like the Fire Emblem tactics. I do. It it shares a lot of DNA with those kinds of games, but I think it has enough to set it apart to make it very interesting and fun. Nice. So, so Kelly. Yes. We've done the show for one year. Yes. No. Oh! Did you by chance lose in the robot game? I almost beat my high score. <laughs> like right as he said that that's really sad I'm sorry that's okay we we have done this show for one year do you want to stop the episode since that uh, you seem pretty beat up <laughs> I think I have to just power through okay well we've done this show for a year and you know we were trying to decide what kind of fun things we could do to celebrate and also in these next couple weeks we might not have E3 but we have plenty of summer gaming events. Right now, we know that we have Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest next Thursday. We have PlayStation State of Play this Thursday. And then Xbox's Showcase next Sunday. And there's a chance of some other stuff coming up that we don't even know about. We are taking next week off, meaning we will be back after all those events. So, it seemed like a fun idea to maybe do some predictions. So, Kelly, we have some predictions which are based on reality, what we expect to see, 
maybe some calls that we want to see if we can get right. We have some hopes, which are things that are based in some sense of reality, but not super likely, and things we just would like to see. And then we'll end it off with our dreams, which are things that are not going to happen. But this is a fun show, and it will be fun to talk about them. Yes. So, you know, we both have five of those things. Do you want to get us started on your predictions? Give us your number five prediction, Kelly. I do. I think this is going to happen. I think we will see a Dragon Age 4 trailer. Not necessarily soon, but I feel it. Because they say, we'll see you more this year. What does that mean, Bioware? I'm also thinking a spring 2023 release date, but letting that sit, I also think it could be fall because spring is for Mass Effect, fall is for Dragon Age, except Dragon Age 2, which came out in March. Okay. How likely do you think this is? Well, I put it as my number five because I am not sure. I don't think it's like, set in stone but I do think the developers saying that they would see us more this year gave me a strong indication that if it's not going to be now it's probably going to be at like Gamescom or something okay which is only in August so like that's still summer of gaming yeah I know it's late but I like that call though that's a fun call yeah and I'm I am a little I mean I'm obviously biased because it's my favorite game but if we weren't biased, our opinions on this show wouldn't be very interesting. That's true. What's your number five prediction? I think we're going to see the reveal of the Resident Evil 4 remake. I think that'll probably happen here in the next couple weeks at one of the events. I don't know which one, because realistically I could see it at the Xbox showcase, the PlayStation showcase, or the Jeff showcase. And I think it'll be out early 2023. Resident Evil likes those first half of 2020, or of 2020, the first half of the year release dates. Resident Evil 7 and 2 Remake both came out in January. I think 8 came out in May. So I think like a January, February release date is a very possible thing. And this this remake feels inevitable. And I think 2023 makes sense for its its release. Nice. What's your next one? I stole it from you. <sighs> Maybe I should have gone first. <laughs> um, I would like to see some Elden Ring DLC. I think here are my thoughts on it. Um, the Bloodborne DLC and the Dark Souls 3 DLC took a little while to come out. Um, but I don't know if they, if from soft... I think FromSoft knows and knew prior to Elden Ring's release date how huge it was going to be. So I have a feeling that maybe we'll, we will see a DLC a little bit earlier for Elden Ring because perhaps they've been working on it for a little bit longer. Yeah, and like I feel like there's a couple things. It doesn't feel like they cut any content from this game, but there are some parts, maybe some coliseums we cannot enter and other segments of the world that feel very <clears throat> primed for additional content. Um, and I think, like you said, I think they knew what they had on their hands here. So while I doubt they started before release, 
because they probably just wanted to make sure the game was finished. I think they could have this DLC out this holiday, and I think revealing it at the Jeff show, that's what I'm calling Summer Games Fest, the Jeff show. <laughs> I think that's the perfect time for it, and also, you know, Jeff and FromSoft are pals. Yeah, I so. I agree. And, and, and the other point to make is that From soft DLC, especially like Bloodborne, like the old Hunters, which was the Bloodborne DLC, very, very important to the story. Very, very important to the the overall lore of the game. Um, and the DLC are always really high quality. I don't know. I can't speak to Dark Souls 2 because I didn't really play it. But I look forward to it if this is true. What is your next prediction, Kelly? So I was inspired by you once again, but in a different way. Um, I do think there will be a Nintendo Direct. I think we will get a Pokemon-related Nintendo Direct. Okay. Because they released those Pokemon designs, the starters, back in February. Uh-huh. I feel like that's how they do it. They they trick they they sprinkle them in and then they go, "Okay, new Pokémon game out holiday 2022." <clears throat> or spring 2023. I hope so. I really want to see more of Scarlet Violet, so. Yeah. So. Uh I have a similar prediction. I'm not distinctly disagreeing with your your prediction, but I think that we're going to get a a Nintendo Direct probably on the Tuesday after Microsoft's conference because I kind of assume they had their E3 showcase ready and they're just going to roll with it even though they don't have E3. And I think that the central thing that will be talked about in this Direct will be Breath of the Wild 2, the sequel. We will get the reveal of the actual title as well as some story details so we actually know what's going on finally. And I think this is a very specific prediction it will release on March 3rd of 2023. Why? Because that's exactly five years after the release of Breath of the Wild 1. And I double-checked, and it is a Friday. I wanted to make sure I said it, knew it was a Friday before I made that prediction. But I think that would be really cool for it to come out five years to the day. That would be pretty cool. But I would agree with you there. That's That, that one I'm pretty... I know that's the most detailed one, which is a really bad idea when you're trying to make a prediction that you want to come true. <laughs> but that's, I have a feeling. I just have this good feeling about that. Yeah. I hope that you're right. What's your next prediction, co-host Kelly? <laughs> I actually think we'll probably see more like movie and TV show stuff. <clears throat> I think maybe we'll see a last of something with the last of us. I don't know. I don't know. That's say with confidence. I well, believe in you. I just, I, I only say this like hesitating because I don't really know if they're going to dedicate time at a gaming event to show um, TV shows and movies based on games because I think maybe that would, I don't think it'll happen at, I don't think it'll happen at like the state of play or anything like that, but I think maybe Jeff 
at Jeff's show, we might see some. I don't know. I just, I don't trust him like that. You know what I mean? He's shown multiple movie trailers at his video game shows before, but they're always just movie trailers, not based on video games. <laughs> He's really bad about that. Yeah. So imagine like, if he does have one based on video games, he might be even more inclined to show it. Maybe. I don't get Jeff, though. I don't get him either. I guess we'll find out. Because I just remember at Gamescom, or not Gamescom, the Game Awards, we saw a really extensive Nightmare Alley trailer, which is just a movie based on no video game. Yeah, that's a little peculiar. But my next prediction is that Final Fantasy sixteen is going to headline that PlayStation State of Play with a surprise holiday 2022 release. Uh, this was my prediction before they announced that state of play, which is a little disappointing because it would have been more fun if I could also predict that state of play. But hey, I'll take what I can get. But I still stand by. I believe it's going to headline and I think it's going to be coming out a whole lot sooner than a lot of people might be expecting. I think that's I think that makes sense to me. Right. Because it is it's it's third party. Mm-hmm. And we saw it before. We saw an extensive trailer. Years ago now. That was September of 19. Oh, wow. <clears throat> or no, September of 2020. I was going to say. Still almost two full years ago. Yeah. I think that makes sense to me, and I think that tracks for me. What's so your final you. prediction for summer gaming events? My final prediction, and I only say this because of Bethesda... Beth I cannot talk. Because... Of Bethesda's announcement. Punch your microphone. <laughs> like three weeks ago, maybe, um, that Starfield was delayed. I think we will get a story trailer for the game because now they can definitively put a different release date out there. And not that they would, but they don't have to be like coming 2022. Um, they could just say 2023. And I think because we really haven't seen the game at all beyond a teaser, I think a story trailer would make sense for the next step, like a cinematic. And uh -huh. then finally, like a gameplay trailer in like late 2022. And then, you know, obviously the game would launch. But that's my prediction. I, this isn't one of my hopes, so I don't feel bad tossing it in here. I hope we see the gameplay. I don't think it's the most likely, but I really just want to see what this game looks like. And I hope that at Microsoft's event, we do. I don't think it's likely, but I, I just hope. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. I think your prediction of a story trailer built, probably built in engine, right? I, I hope so. Because <laughs> the last one, I think it said it was, but like, nah. Nah. It's like if it's pre-rendered an engine, does that even count? Right. <clears throat> but I, I, if that prediction comes true and they, you know, they slap that 2023 on it, I'll take it. Uh, my prediction is a lot more bold, but I'm gonna stand by it. It's very bold. It's very bold. I think Bethesda is going to pull the veil off and show a larger teaser for Elder Scrolls 6 and then end with a 2024 release date. Go ahead, slap that 2024 
on a black background after a minute and a half cinematic teaser for Elder Scrolls VI set in Drumdom. Drumdon. Drumdon. I will agree with you on the 2024. But you don't think we're going to see it? I don't think we're going to see it until next year. Or maybe the end of this year, but I'm doubtful. Maybe. I think I'm just... I think I just assume they want to sort of bring people back after they delayed Starfield and be like, don't worry, we got plenty on the way. And I know we know about Elder Scrolls Six, but I f- also think the collective has sort of forgotten because there was there, there was no substance. It was just a title card with no release window. So I think this could be... I, that's my boldest prediction for sure. But it's going to happen. I'm, I'm predicting it. Yeah. I... I want that. I think that would be great. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> let's go ahead and hop into our hopes. These, again, are sort of predictions. They're things we want to happen that could happen. They are based in reality to some sen- in some senses, but they're not the most likely things. They're just things we, we fancy. So why don't you hop, us, hop uh, right in with your number five hope, Kelly? I hope for a Breath of the Wild 2 Nintendo Direct. I hope that we see that game. So, explain to me. Do you want a summer Direct from Nintendo that is just Breath of the Wild 2? Or is this like you're okay with them kind of avoiding I'm, a full one for now yeah i'm okay with them avoiding a full one and like sticking it on the end because i feel like we saw it not that long ago and it was pretty extensive okay i, I would like to see more of like the story even though you know breath of the wild story is not always like the most clear cut i mean it is when you play it but it's like the game is kind of sparse with it yeah so, I don't know. I just don't I, think we're going to see it for a while. That's That was kind of the point of, of me making it a hope, is I don't think we're going to see it for a while. I would like to see it, but I don't think we're going to see it for a while, especially because we just saw a lot of it not too long ago. Interesting. That makes sense, but that is disappointing to hear. I know. I hope I'm wrong. I, I One of my wrong. hopes <laughs> is that I'm wrong. I know. Well, your hope is that it's coming. So Yes. What is uh, uh, your number five hope? I hope that Matt Makes Games, the creator of Celeste, reveals a new game. Because I feel like it has been four years since Celeste, over four years since Celeste, and that game means a lot to me. We got some free DLC and it was fantastic, but I think it's time for either a sequel to Celeste or a new game from that studio. And that's... I don't really have any evidence for that to be revealed, but I, I just want that to happen. That would be kind of crazy. <laughs> I said kind of because I was thinking of the word crazy, but I was saying kind of. Yeah, I think they gather that when you said kind of crazy. <laughs> you, you finished the sentence. <laughs> okay. 
What's your next hope, Kelly? I would love, I would love to see the cyberpunk expansion that we are hearing so much little about. <laughs> you said so much. I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm not so sure about that, Kelly. They're like, here's a roadmap. It's totally wrong. They're like, um, we're working on the next, the next gen Witcher three. Uh, uh, oh yeah, we are working on the cyberpunk expansion. When's it slated for right now? I literally don't know. Their roadmap is totally wrong. Because so. it was supposed to be out this year, and that's not the case anymore, if I'm not mistaken, right? I don't think you are. I think it would be really cool if they if they announced the expansion, and then they said they were going to release it in December, because that's when they released... I cannot stop hitting my mic, because that's when they released Cyberpunk. Uh, but we'll see. I, I'm very doubtful it's coming, and I'm very doubtful that we'll see it. I think, honestly, we'll probably just see it in some like random developer diary that they release, like at the end of the year. <clears throat> you know, I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. Not that your hope is wrong. You just need to be more optimistic because all of your hopes so far, you've ended with like, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know. You <laughs> got to, you know, make it happen. I am, Believe so hard it happens. I am very jaded from this particular, this industry, but from this particular developer. Yeah. Very jaded. So, but My, thank you. My number four is something we've not heard about, something we don't know about at all. I want to see either a remaster or a sequel for Kid Icarus Uprising. I think the 3DS game came out almost a decade ago. And I think it's time to see something new from Little Pit, from Pit and Palutena. I would like to see it as well. I don't have a lot to say. I just hope it happens. I don't think it's super likely, but it also seems about time. Yeah, you've mentioned this before. We talked about this a little while think, ago. Yeah, we found out about like Bandai working on a Nintendo remaster, and that's just what came to my mind as a possible option. I think that but. makes sense, especially since, you know, he's in Smash. Not that they care about characters they put in Smash having their own games. Spotlight. What are you talking about? <clears throat> Who am I what's talking about? Yeah, what's... Oh, Lucas from Mother 3. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For one second, because that's the only one that like fits what you just described. And I was like, Kelly, why are you so mad at Smash? I, <laughs> I, I just have a lot 3. of rage. You know, I have been doing yoga to try and center... Uh, anyway. What's your number three? <laughs> My number three is um, Elder Scrolls Six. I would like to see anything. And I wrote in the paper, literally anything. Um, I don't care if it's a teaser again. I don't care if it's a full cinematic trailer. I don't care if it's a gameplay trailer. I don't care if it's a developer diary. I just want to see something. I want to see a cat person fighting a dragon. I want to see a Bosmer. That's Wood Elf, for those who don't know. I want to see a Bosmer running through the treetops. I want to see a dark elf stealthing, stealthily through a dungeon. I want to see literally anything. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this happens for your sake. I know Thanks. I predicted it, so I, I have to st stick by that, that we're going to see a cinematic. But I hope that it happens for your well-being. I would like to see the lusty Argonian maid. Okay. I will call them and make sure that she's extra lusty. 
Thank you. What's your next prediction? Hope. 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 I think, I hope that during the hypothetical Nintendo Direct, we see a new 3D Mario game. I don't have any hopes on what it is. It could be a new sandbox game, kind of like Odyssey, or it could be something more linear, like 3D World or Bowser's Fury. But I just want to see something. I think it's about time. Mario Odyssey was five years ago, and Bowser's Fury came out last year, kind of feeling like a tease for what, what was next. And I think this is the year to see it. I don't know if it would come out this year, but I want to see it. Was Mario Odyssey really five years ago? October 27th, 2017. Wasn't there a second one? No. Isn't there going to be a second one? No. Okay, well, my inside sources at Nintendo say that there's going to be another Mario 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 Odyssey game. Well, why don't why are you letting me make this random hope if you know the information? Cuz I don't want to get in trouble. If you just said it on the If it's real information, then I could get in trouble. Well, you just said it on the show that goes public. Like, this will be heard by mass audiences um, at time of recording tomorrow. I don't, I don't, you can't, I'm not culpable. You can't hold me accountable for things that, uh, yeah, I could have a mimic in here. That wasn't me. I didn't say that. Okay. Note to self, uh, cut this part to save Kelly from <laughs> extensive prison time. Yeah. So, Kelly, what's your next hope? Well, we know who I am. I love Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> Um, I would like to see, because they say this game's coming out next year, I would like to see like a full trailer. Um, uh, okay. I want to see more characters. I want to see more um, because I've been replaying the same 10 hours over and over again. I'm ready for more. <laughs> I also want to, this isn't on my hopes list, but I'm really interested in this game. And if it came to console, I'd be really interested to play it if this came to like ps5 and xbox series next year along with the pc full release that'd be amazing it would wouldn't it what's your next hope? <laughs> uh so i'm again sticking to my final fantasy 16 holiday release trailer reveal but i also hope that attached either before or after that trailer is the first trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2. I think I'm starting to like sort of lean into the dreams category with this one, but... No. You no. don't think so? You I don't think having two Final Fantasy trailers back to back? <laughs> I think it would be... I think it would be... I think it would be that this game needs to come out yesterday... I think that this is not an unrealistic dream. Like one time I had a dream I was at work and then I woke up and I still had to go to work. That oh, was a realistic dream. Versus me dreaming that I have Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2 and then waking up and having nothing. Oh, yeah, Part 1. I don't want Part 1 anymore. <laughs> I've beaten it four times. Oh, <laughs> Kelly, what's your greatest hope? Your greatest hope for uh, this summer of gaming. Are you going to make fun of me more? Just do no, it. No, 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 no. 
You're <laughs> laughing at me. I'm. I want to see the um, Knights of the Old Republic remake. Right. Or remaster, whatever it is. Remake. I think it's a yeah, because the remaster just came out on Switch. Yeah, yeah. This is a remake. Remake. I would like to see that. Um, I don't think this is something that they would show at a big at a big event. Um, well, maybe I don't know. Where did it get revealed? Do you remember? It was, it was a state of play. Okay, that sounds right. Or. It wasn't anything huge. I think it was a state of play. I think they could. This could be a good place, for, like a state of play, show cap, if they had an, a legitimate reveal. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, you might be right. I just would like to see it. Um, I would like to see a little bit of it. I don't need to see a lot of it. I would just like to see a little bit because it was announced last year and we have not seen it since. I hope for you that we get to see it. Thank you. What's your final hope? I hope that Bayonetta 3 is heavily featured in the hypothetical Nintendo Direct and given an October release date. I hope you don't have anything. Yeah. I hope so too. I hope so. I think uh, I think that sounds perfectly reasonable to me. Oh, like that isn't a dream. I think it's a realistic dream. Okay, remember I was telling you about the dream where I was working and then I woke up and I still had to go to work? Yeah. It was that. realistic. So it's still a dream, but it could happen. You know what? Let's use that transition, Kelly. <laughs> we both have three dreams that aren't going to happen. Right? Yeah. So let's well, just... Well, you don't have to say it like that. You don't have to be like, this is never going to happen. This is an wildest never. dream. I didn't say never, <laughs> just not in the summer of gaming events that we're about to see. And if it does, oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Go ahead, Kelly. What's your number three dream for this summer of gaming? So I think Rockstar only has like three IPs. Well, I guess they have four. But I would really like to see them sort of dredge up L.A. Noir from the grave and make another L.A. Noir game. But I think it would be cool if they set it in like here's two settings that I'm giving them for free. One, the 80s. You're like a vice Ooh. cop um, in like Miami or something. Like that game that they released called Miami Vice. Um, anyway. You mean Vice City? Vice City. The show is called Miami Vice. I was going to say. <laughs> Um, or they could do like a futuristic, like sci-fi, neo-noir sort of game. That would be, I would love to see like a cyberpunk, not actual, the genre, not the game, well, a cyberpunk game from Rockstar. The thoughts in my head are that the game Detroit Become Human, which I played, the best parts of that game, in my opinion, were the parts where you were a robot detective. So come on. It's the 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 property is ripe for new things. You could keep the same gameplay mechanics. You know what I mean? I know that LA Noir was so so expensive to make, but come on. Do you know how much money Rockstar has? Like it's not funny. Say, they have so much more money now for them. than they had when they made LA Noir. So I'm they not fighting infinite about money. it. I'm not fighting about it. All right? Make this game or so help me. 
I will cry. I will scream. I will kick my little feet. My feet aren't that little. I will kick my feet and I will tear <laughs> down that wall. Freakishly large feet. <laughs> uh, what's your um, number three dream? I hope. No, I dream that we're going to see a new near game from Platinum. This one's, I really don't think Platinum and Nier will ever be in the same room again, but I dream of the game that we would get from Yoko Taro and Platinum if they were permitted to make a new one. I have a name idea for it. Okay, go. Nier Robotata. Robotata? Yep. I have a Robotata. name. Robotata. No, that is no. literally what that game is. It's robo <laughs> robot tatas. <laughs> I want robot tap tap, and it's all about. It's a rhythm game. It's a rhythm game, and all of the little the the hot <laughs> robots <laughs> keep singing. Sorry. No, keep singing under me while oh. I describe this. <laughs> all of the robots <laughs> are tap dancing, <laughs> and that's the game. And they have to save the world by tap dancing. I like that. I guess that wouldn't really involve platinum if that was the case. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah, platinum can do weird things probably. <laughs> Kelly, what's your number two dream? <laughs> I would like a Silent Hill revival. I would like a game that is Silent Hill, but it is not called Silent Hill and it is not created by Konami. Whoa, oh, okay. Wait, okay, so what was that last part? I would like a game that is Silent Hill, but is not called Silent Hill, and is not created by Konami. So you want, wait, okay, now I'm actually, now I'm like, this is not a bit, I'm confused. Do you want Silent Hill to get made by a new company, like acquired basically? Or do you want functionally a new Silent Hill from a different team? I would like a different with a different name. I would like functionally a new Silent Hill by a different team. And I don't want that indie stuff, okay? I want it, wow. no disrespect <laughs> to the indie stuff, but sometimes it becomes very like people people will hype it up and say, "Oh, this is like a spiritual successor to Silent Hill." And then you play it and it's a walking simulator and you just watch things happen around you, and I'm not referring to any game specifically. But there is a game that people kept saying was like Silent Hill. But when you play it, you just walk. You walk through a place and things jump out at you. And you are playing as a man who has some psychological trauma. Okay, that's fair. But you know what? Silent Hill is more than the psychological trauma. Silent Hill is cults. Silent Hill is body horror. It's more than Silent Hill 2. Even though I love Silent Hill 2. So... <clears throat> You know, I'm going to, this is not my second dream, but I'm going to piggyback just for fun and, and keep building a hypothetical here. Okay. Okay. So, so at Jeff's show. Yes. There's a reveal. Yes. Hideo comes on screen. He's like, hey guys, it's Hideo. Yes. I'm here. Mr. Kojima is here. And he reveals that Koji Pro, Kojima Productions. Yes. Is working on a new horror game. Yes. And I'm, they show it. Yes. And it is literally just like. It's just what was going to be Silent Hills. And it says created by Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro. Yes. I'm here. That's what I want. I was going to write PT, but then I was like, 
let me be more clear. Maybe I was less clear. Nothing's stopping them, though, because nothing about PT was even Silent Hill. Like, like Pyramid Head wasn't there. I know. The nurses weren't there. I know. They could make that. I mean, new villains. They can't use Lisa from Silent Hills or from PT, but. But that. Yeah, exactly. And what I'm saying is, like, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful to indie creators. No, there's a difference, though. Yeah, I want, like, a big budget Silent Hill game that that we were supposed to have. Yeah, the what one we literally promised. got the one we got teased for. PT was literally that. <laughs> no, you can keep letting it out. <laughs> you sound like PT. It literally sounds like the radio in PT. I don't like this. Let's move on. Okay. <clears throat> What's your number 2 uh dream? Persona 6 is getting revealed. Slap a 2023 on that. Full reveal. Characters. Gameplay. Visual style. The color for this one? White. I would take... Purple's been used, though. One. I never played the first one. So I, I didn't could know. remake it. Purple's my favorite color. All right. Dream 2.5. <laughs> Full remake of Persona 1 and two and the sequel to two not the psp remake a full remake (laughs) you're not even talking i just keep you keep putting your finger in the air and i just know you know what's um this is totally unrelated it's not totally unrelated (laughs) it's tangential Uh uh-huh i want to play persona 4 Wait, hey, wait, stop, stop, stop. What does this have to do with... Go play it then. No, no, no. I was saying that because you said Persona 6, and I thought in my head I would think of a song from Persona 5 because that is like the latest game. But for some reason, the song that popped in my head was the, you know, like everyday living song from Persona 4. The one that's like... Da, yeah. da, 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 da. Yes, and then I thought every day's great at your, your Juness. Juness. But then I bam, thought bam. that's also Persona Four. Such an incredible you, game. When you think Persona Five, those two things come to your mind before the bunamanup bunamanup bum bum. I don't know. I love Persona Five. I think it's a great game. You never see it coming. But I that just, doesn't come to your mind. Oh no! I just think of I just think of that I just think of the songs from Persona Four. I don't I don't, don't even and of, you know what's crazy is I I played Persona Three the most. And you don't think of, of wake them. up, get up, get out there Mm-mm. for Persona Five. Mm-mm. I'm fake. Ba, 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 ba. No? I think of I think of I think of being told the, that I should go to bed by a cat. Well. Maybe you'll get to get told that you should go to bed by, like, an iguana when we see Persona 6. Oh. Or they could do, like, a bird. I don't think they've done a bird. Or. No. Or. They okay. could do. No, you know what? I liked the iguana. Okay. I don't want Tell any more it. mascot characters. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. They're going to have a mascot character. I don't, I don't want it. Thing. I don't want it. Okay. Okay. 
Kelly's number one dream, no more mascots. <laughs> Kelly, uh, what is your number one dream for Summer of Gaming Reveals 2022? My number one dream is that Mass Effect 5 is coming next year. That's my dream. <laughs> it's not coming next year. It's not coming next year. And we probably won't see it until next year. But wow. I I would like to see it. <laughs> I don't even like here's my thing is like mass like I love uh, okay. There are like two different kinds of fans. There's like Dragon Age fans and then there's Mass Effect fans and there usually is a huge intersection, right? Yeah. But Mass Effect is the more popular game series. And people will be like I want Mass Effect 5 right now. And I'm like, Ugh. they're like, I've been waiting so long. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't understand. You don't understand. You don't get it. I've been waiting eight years. You don't understand. And you never will. Okay? I know. I know you've been waiting a long time. But you just got the whole trilogy remastered. Okay? And I know you guys don't like to talk about Andromeda, but it just came out in 2017. You got it. It happened whether you liked it or not. They don't understand the purgatory that is waiting for Dragon Age 4. It's been eight years. It has changed development cycles like 18 times. Yeah, what jerks. If you said that at any point, Kelly hates you. Okay, um, we're going to take a quick intermission. Kelly's crying. <laughs> hey, Kelly, you all right? <laughs> Kelly, do you need me to do anything? Do you need me to get anybody? Do you need me to do anything? I'm doing fine. Okay. Good. What's your number one dream, Andrew? You know what? Heck it. Prediction. Number one prediction. Whoa! <laughs> You're so crazy for this. <laughs> no, it's going to stay a dream because I don't think this is going to happen. I want to see a Naughty Dog game revealed, not just any Naughty Dog game, but a brand new IP. And I want it revealed with a 2023 release date on the end of it. What? <laughs> what? Do you have any ideas for them? I want something like middle of the road between Last of Us 2 and like Uncharted 4. Like a lot less dire than Last of Us 2 because I don't have the mental capacity to do that ever again. But a little more high stakes than Uncharted ever is. And I, I just am very excited to see what they could do with the PS5 because Last of Us 2 was just profound in so many ways. And I want it next year, which I know is absurd because Naughty Dog is not exactly known for their, their rapid turnarounds. And Last of Us 2 was only two years ago. I so. think... A good fit for Naughty Dog, feel free to disagree with me, is like a sort of dark fantasy. Because. Like. Because. It fits that middle ground, I think. The stakes are a little more serious than a Nathan Drake, but there's still room for levity. So it's what not kind like of. End of the world apocalypse scenario. Give me a property I can compare to in my brain. <clears throat> um. Game of Thrones. Okay, so like a medieval, but like with fantasy elements? Yeah, yeah. Maybe not as dark as Game of Thrones. I just feel like Naughty Dog 
really is into those like human stories, especially now. Um, now that they are taking themselves well. Now that Neil Druckmann is taking himself very very seriously, I think that sometimes those stories told through that lens are very interesting, as in the case of Game of Thrones. You know, while I don't know if that's the number one thing I would have picked, I would very much like to see that. It would be cool, right? Yeah, very cool. You could play as like a, like a, like a lowly no, like a like a lower noble, and it could be like in like courtly intrigue, um, but there could also be like dragons, or mermaids, or werewolves, or vampires. And you could be in a little town called Forks, Washington. And you could actually be a new student named Bella. And um, you could catch the attention of the local vampire, Edward. And... I thought his name was Jacob. Jacob's the werewolf. In this thing you're coming up with right now? <laughs> totally original idea. So stay with me. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then you... Um, I don't... And then <laughs> And then you, um, there's drama because you're in a love triangle with a werewolf and a vampire. But you're also still a lowly um, noble in the courts. In the court. Okay. Starring Troy Baker? Star- yeah. Starring Edward, uh, Robert Pat, uh, um, yeah. Starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> And uh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. But <laughs> stay uh, with hey, me. Kelly, I, I have a tactic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I want the show to run longer. Okay. Sometimes I just lean back and just let you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I think we've made a lot of progress here today. I think we need to get in that um, writer's room right now for the naughty dog new game that i just decided exists for the naughty dog dark fantasy game that we both just decided exists i think that was i think that was you kelly okay fair enough you gave me the idea you gave me the seed though and i planted it in the earth and i watered it and i nurtured it and hopefully one day it will become a big tree a big apple tree a big apple full size by 2023 yeah So, Kelly. Yes? That marks it. That marks a year. That's it. It's been a year. I don't even know what to say. We're, we're both one year older. One year unwiser, um, in my case. Um, I have not done any growing as a person. I have stagnated. <laughs> um, I do not feel different. I... Um, I'm in a you worse a place mentally than I've ever been in my life. <laughs> I'm just you kidding. Have a new microphone I'm than you kidding. did I'm last. Kidding. Your microphone's different than when we started the show. That's true. I do have a new microphone. Well, not new. It's I've had it for a long time, but it's I didn't have it a year ago. So yeah, you had it like ten months ago. Yeah, and I have a new computer. Not new. I've had it for almost a year now. Um, I'm a PC gamer now. Um, 
I have it, I have grown as a person. I am proud of what we've done with this podcast. Um, and I feel very passionate about the future of this podcast. And I'm being mocked. I'm being laughed at like the court jester, like I've got pointy shoes on and a jingly hat when I'm trying to have a sincere, a moment of sincerity. It's all right. No, it's just funny because I made that comment about if I want the show to go longer, I just stop talking. <laughs> and then you were talking about like, I have not grown. I am no better as a person. <laughs> no, I agree with the, the second half of what you said. Thanks. Like though, we have grown a lot. We've learned a lot from this show both about the industry and ourselves as content creators, as much as it feels weird to call ourselves that. Um, I'm really proud of all the work we've done. I'm really happy that people enjoy this work in any capacity. You know, I made that joke about shouting into the void earlier, but realistically, I think we probably still would do this if we were shouting into the void because it's fun and it's fulfilling. So the fact that it's fun and fulfilling to us too and also means anything to anybody out there. It's just really, it means more than I could possibly say in any one hour podcast. So I'm not even going to try. All I'll say is thank you everybody who has listened to so much as an episode of this show. Anybody who listened to freaking 20 minutes just to see our opinions on X game or just to hear about this news or hear about Kelly's uh, antics with Mass Effect this week. It really means a lot to have people here and just thank you just thank you i'm not i don't want to cry so i'm gonna i'm probably gonna slow down a little here because i can feel it coming thank you <laughs> for those who don't know i'm a i'm a weakling and i'll cry at anything i cried earlier so, i don't remember but, why but i did it twice i cried yesterday but i don't remember <clears throat> why i think it was there's a video on reddit of like a, ha a little kid oh, that was yeah. happy. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do it. And like I cried. So that'll do it. Or was it that Dwayne Johnson video? Is it the know. one where his head is steaming? <laughs> <laughs> I like how often we bring up the steaming head of Dwayne Johnson. He <laughs> He's just always present in my mind. He's like the angel and the devil on my shoulder. Kelly, what's your favorite inside joke from talking games? Ooh. Or even bit that we have done. I don't we're not know. Very good at, we're not very good at running bits, I, but we've had some good bits. I, I do like um, whenever you sing the theme song. Or you yeah, like I, do the little like opening or closing song. Yes. Because I know you hear it a lot when you're editing, and Ooh, it, yeah. it always makes me chuckle and and giggle, um, because I I enjoy your rendition of it. Thank you. So so yeah, instead of playing it, I'm sure this sounds great. Hey, are you guys ready for Inception? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games. It's me. Kelly and Andrew. There's two of me. And I'm Kelly. Uh, 
Ew. Who was that? I said my name funny. Why did, I said you? it very fine. Yeah. This no, feels I said it final. I feel like. Is the new oh. bit to the show that I just critique myself as soon Are as we I just, finish? This is just a listen along now. <laughs> We're going to listen to an entire episode <laughs> through them. It won't pause. It's becoming very meta in here very quickly. Just call us Mark Zuckerberg. Because we're just the meta, baby. <laughs> anyway, I just want to thank everybody who's listened. I want to thank all of the developers who are not listening, but that have provided games to us. You know, things to talk about, things to think about. I want to thank you, Kelly. I want to thank you a lot. You are arguably more than half of this show. No. I think most people would probably say half because statistically you are 50%. But this show wouldn't exist without you. It wouldn't exist without you. It definitely wouldn't exist without you. Um, I would argue that you are more than 50%. So I would like to say thank you. Are you calling me fat? Yes. No. <laughs> I was trying to give you a sincere compliment um i have said it before but i'll say it again i think the work that you do on the show with this show um is i am so grateful for and so thankful for um it was your idea um it wouldn't have been started if not for you and um you know, I, I don't think I would have the motivation to do this for so long with anybody else uh, because I feel like I just feel like sometimes we have the same brain cell and sometimes I think you are able to use it more effectively when talking about video games. So for that, thank you and I appreciate you and I'm excited to, for another year and then another year and then another year until the heat death of the universe. All right, so I didn't make myself cry, but Kelly's about to. <laughs> I guess we should probably wrap this up before I go into full ball mode. Ba uh, balling. You know I'm mean? fine. Yeah, I'm fine. No, thanks, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel anything anymore. Fuck it. We'll be, we'll be back in a couple weeks. We're taking a week off, and then we'll be back after all of those summer gaming events have happened. So be prepared for a, a chonky episode. Jeez, this one was a chonky episode, too. Y'all are getting fed good. Yeah. But thank you again for listening. We look forward to even more talking games. I look forward to the next 50 episodes. I'm not going to cry. <clears throat> Thanks, everybody. I'm not crying right now. Thanks, everybody. I love you. Bye.